drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Cornelius, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cornelius. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Hey everybody, this is Griff. I'll be covering the Packers game today. I wanted to uh, cover the last one of the season. I remember when we first went through our uh, preview before the season started. Uh, Derek and I both thought this would be a win and and it would uh, propel the lines into the playoffs. And then when we uh, covered the game uh, before the uh, season, we uh, both thought this would uh, be a loss that the Packers would come out and... uh, just uh, kind of do what the Packers always seem to do when uh, the lines are up in Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would throw the ball around. Uh, Matt Stafford would struggle, especially being in a away game late in uh, Green Bay in, uh, in uh, December. Um, this is one of those games that uh, really, I think, could propel the Lions into uh, some momentum going into the offseason. And uh, be more than happy to uh, go over it here with you guys here in a second. But first, let's get a word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, once again, covering the game again. Uh, started out uh, Green Bay. Uh, Lions got the ball first and promptly went a three and out. Uh, one of the pass plays, Matt Stafford did have a ball knocked down. It seemed to happen to him a lot. But then uh, uh, Lions punted away. It was a decent punt. And uh, Lions defense kind of showed up a little more than I thought they would. Uh, Green Bay uh, had a real quick offensive uh, possession as well. And that was one, uh, it was uh, pretty much noted that uh, Jared Davis had a sack. One again, once again, this is one of the things me and Derek always talk about, um, that he seems to uh, read sack, um, read uh, the opportunity to get a sack pretty well. He came out of the screen from nowhere and uh, was able to make a great play in there and Rodgers take him down. Uh, Packers punted the ball right back to him. And uh, once again, uh, Matt Stafford, uh, you know, had another ball knocked down on the next possession. That's uh, two tip passes early in the game. Uh, one of those things that me and Derek talk about. Once again, he needs to get his arm angle a little better. And uh, I don't know if he just had his eyes locked onto the receiver or not on that one, but that one seemed to be knocked down pretty quick as well. 
Um, he seemed to try to in, um, ingrate uh, Andy Jones into the uh, game early as well. Uh, Andy Jones, uh, one of the guys that me and Derek wondered if he'd even make the team. Uh, he had some time on the practice squad with the Lions. And uh, for some reason, I know uh, the Lions were down a few wide receivers, but still, uh, he tried to get to the ball to Andy Jones an awful lot during this game. Uh, I can go over that a little more later as well. But um, the Lions didn't have the ball that long, and... Uh, Lions had a nice punt where they actually uh, got the ball down within the uh, within the ten within the ten yard line. Um, a false start penalty by Green Bay backed it up half the distance to the goal line, and they were like at their own three. Um, Lions defense showed up once again. Uh, the run defense was uh, really really good after they uh, picked up snacks, and it just continued this year this game. Uh, one thing I did question, I'm not quite for sure what Aaron Rodgers was looking at on this play, that uh, Rodgers had a third and four, and the running back had snuck out of the backfield and was out into the flat, and nobody was around him. And it looked like he looked right at the guy. And he, like, kind of waved him off and instead, like, you know, scrambled out to the right and then threw the ball down the field. And it was a um, ball down the sideline that went out of bounds. Uh, it's one of those plays I just kind of questioned what he was doing. I don't know if he felt like he was thrown back across his body at, at the running back or if... um he saw somebody kind of downfield that maybe been able to jump her out, but from the way it looked like, the way the play looked, nobody was there, and the running back was wide open. So just from the start, it looked like Aaron Rodgers didn't really want to be in this game at all. He was like more worried about getting his locker packed up and out of there for the offseason because he knew the Packers weren't going anywhere. Uh, Joe Philbin was uh, being the interim coach. They let Mike, Packers let Mike McCarthy go a week before. So uh, this was just a game that uh, Aaron Rodgers, I feel, didn't want to play. It's one of the tough things about late games in the NFL. You can tell the guys that know that the season's over, they don't care as much, and they, they just want to be not injured, you know, in, in the last game of the season. That's pretty meaningless, and you can kind of tell that uh, Aaron Rodgers was in that phase going into this game. Uh, once again, the Lions get the ball back, and um, my guy, Levine Toilolo, has another catch. Uh, I know uh, Derek likes it when I say this, so I think we might have found something with him. But uh, anytime the Lions can work the tight ends into the into the offense, I'm happy with it, even if it's Levine Toilolo. Uh, on third and long, Lions had a third and long on this drive, and uh, they found T.J. Jones. I know I'm bringing this up simply because I know Derek uh, dislikes T.J. Jones an awful lot. He bags on him an awful lot, and um, but uh, T.J. Jones had a nice catch and a nice little run afterwards, and um, and uh, it uh, put the Lions uh into uh into the red zone where they continued to uh, continue the drive. Um, they got down really close, and then uh, Rick Wagner, I know once again uh, Derek continues to tout him, saying he's doing a fine job. I once again believe that the money that the Lions are paying him, he is not making that money that well. And uh, he had a penalty, and one, um, he had a holding penalty, and actually backed the ball up to the 11-yard line. Um, that was the second that now became second to goal from the 11. Nothing happened on second down. Third and goal. Uh, Matt Stafford finds T.J. Jones in the end zone. T.J. Jones, um, once again, Derek's favorite player on the team. Um, he uh, makes the catch, and uh, nobody's standing around him, so the Lions go up 7-0 with about 2.58 left in the first quarter. Um, this is one of those games, once again, the Lions defense came out a lot better than what I thought they would. And uh, the Packers, once again, they kind of looked like they didn't want to be there. Also in the first quarter, the biggest thing on, the, on one of the Packers' drives, uh, the Lions did uh, hit Aaron Rodgers on 
one of his uh, passing attempts, you know, promptly knocking him out of the game. Uh, you could see him. They showed the they showed the highlight afterwards of him walking towards the locker room, um, you know, for concussion protocol. Once again, I never wish injuries on anybody. I wish nobody, you know, especially a concussion. But um, still, watching Aaron Rodgers leave the game, I was pretty happy about that. Simply because I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a crybaby. Always thought he's a crybaby. I think he does an awful lot of whining. He gets his way a lot because he plays for the Packers. And once again, everybody knows my feelings. Packers are our favorite team. So um, anytime that uh, the Lions can, uh, you know, let's say, like I said, not you know, permanently end his career, but knock him out of the game, I was pretty happy to see that. Like I said before, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers really felt like being on the field that day anyway. So uh, I think almost he was kind of looking for a reason to get out of the game. So uh, Deshaun Kaiser came in, and he was the quarterback from then on. Um, Lions made it uncomfortable for him in the rest of the first quarter. And um, they ended up punting at the start of the second quarter. Uh, one of the guys I know Derek talked about in the uh, – in the preseason and even after Golden Tate was traded was uh, Brian Powell, um, one of those quick, shifty guys. I know Golden Tate really touted him, said, you know, oh, he'll be good, he'll be good. But Golden Tate seemed to say that about a lot of guys, wide receivers that were on the team that never really panned out into anything. But uh, Powell, um, around a little little under 13 minutes, he had this uh, nice catch and uh, speed. where um, And he, he had this nice catch and he turned the ball upfield and really showed his speed. Um Powell could be one of those guys the Lions could use, and you know, next year if the coaches are comfortable with him, you know, maybe give him a chance, see if he can use his speed and quickness and space. It seems to be one thing the Lions have trouble with, um, you know, with uh, getting guys that can do that. And on this play, I know I just know it was a really nice catch and run, and it uh, put the Lions into um into the red zone of Green Bay there. A couple plays later, it seems like the drive stopped. They're going to bring, you know, the Lions once again settle for a field goal. It's one of those things that really annoys me that uh, it seems like when they get into scoring position, they seem to take their foot off the throttle and they're like, okay, we're in the red zone or we're in, we're, we're within field goal range. And uh, so we will settle, you know, call, call the plays that are safe. That way we don't, uh, you know, turn, turn the ball over and get the three points. Um, so right around about uh, 10.45, you know, Prater's lined up for his field goal. They do the uh, fake field goal, snap right to Prater. Uh, Levine Toilolo had snuck out into the wide open flat and was just standing there. Prater tosses him the ball. Lions uh, go up 14-0 on this uh, great trick play um, with about uh, 10.36 left in the uh, second quarter. It's one of those plays that we're always kind of scratching our heads, saying, well, how come they don't do this earlier in the year? They always do it in spots where it's – it doesn't really matter anymore. I mean, yeah, it's a nice play. It's trickeration, and, you know, obviously caught the Packers off guard, caught the Lions fans off guard for sure. But it's one of those plays that it's like, how come you don't use it when the games are still meaningful? That's kind of how I felt about this play. It's like, great, yeah, they scored awesome touchdown. They tricked them, but we all knew the Lions weren't going to the playoffs at this point, and we knew the Packers weren't going anywhere at this point. So, I mean, yeah, it, it helped, you know, go up 14 nothing against the Packers. But one of those things just like I wish – Matt Pat would have brought this out earlier in the year in other games where they really could have used it, you know, kind of going for that jugular. It seemed like, like I said, it seems like a lot during the year, as with other previous years, Lions just always kind of settled for field goals and field goal attempts as opposed to really driving it, trying to score touchdowns and really breaking the backs of the, uh, of the uh, opponent. Um, then, roughly, um, next drive for that for the uh, Packers. They're putting a nice little drive together, but then Deshaun Kaiser on a third down, he d- promptly throws the ball to uh, Jared Davis, which 
I don't know. It didn't even look like that hot a pass. Jared Davis just, I don't know if he just wasn't expecting it. Well, obviously he wasn't, but he was the only guy in the area, and Kaiser threw it right to him. And then uh, that could have uh, gave line ex- Lions excellent field position, but uh, they ended up, they ended up, uh, you know, uh, wait, you know, having the Packers punt and getting the ball back that way. So once again, it's a uh, in the uh, second quarter, Lions get the ball back. Uh, they start to put a nice drive together, and then uh, they're starting to run the ball a lot more. This is uh, one of those things that uh, me and Derek talked about on. Uh, how come the Lions just can't impose their will? The Lions' offensive line—they never seem to really be road graders. Watching the game, I know in the first game, the first quarter of this game, uh, the Lions were having trouble running the ball. They had Legarrette Blunt in there. Uh, once again, I think uh, Legarrette Blunt—you you, you heard my take on him before. It seemed like he had lost a step or two. This might have been a game he wasn't really too worried about, concerned about. Once again, don't get too injured in a game that doesn't mean anything. The guy's been around for a while. He just knows how the game is played. Um, just don't get injured, you know, kind of maybe save some of this for guys that are playing for a spot next year. That's kind of what I think Zach Zenner did. He was really taking his opportunity. He ran the ball really, really hard this game. And um, he was helping them uh, in this drive right before the uh, end of the uh, second quarter. They were putting a nice drive together, you know, to go down for a score. And then um, it was uh, from the, uh, it was actually um, second goal from the 13-yard line. There was another penalty that backed him up. And, um, Zenner had just scored on relatively the play before, but there was a holding penalty on um, on the outside. One of the wide receivers had a holding call and it actually backed him up. So uh, the play before, Zenner had scooted around the end, got to the edge, scored, holding penalty, backed him up to the 13. At this point, I think they're going to try to pass it in. That seems to be what the Lions do on um, on second down. You know, they'll try a pass, and if that doesn't work, they'll just do a th- they'll, they'll do a third down run, keep the ball in play, and then settle for the points. That's kind of what I saw coming here. But um, from the 13-yard line, with a little over a minute left, Zenner makes this great run. There's a big hole right up the middle. Um, Graham Glasgow and um, it was it uh, Graham, Gras- Graham Glasgow makes this nice block, opening this big hole right up the middle, and uh, Zenner takes it right up the seam, untouched, and for a 13-yard touchdown. Um, lines go up uh, 21-0 at that point. And if you couldn't tell from before, it just seemed at that play, at that score, being tw- down 21 nothing, Green Bay's will to play in this game was kind of broken at that point. Um, nothing was happening offensively with Kaiser at the helm. Uh, the defense was um, just giving up big plays. Um, like I mentioned before, Bo- um, Powell had this nice catch and um, run earlier in the quarter. You know, Zenner had just scooted around the edge of the play before, but this play, even from the 13-yard line, just a big hole opens up the middle, and uh, Zenner goes in for a touchdown. Now, kudos, you know, for the offensive line creating such a large hole. But like I said, I think going down 21 nothing right before the halftime, that pretty much broke the will of the Packers to play this game, and they just simply did not want to be out there anymore. So up 21 nothing. Um, the uh, Lions' offense has seemed to have come alive. Uh, they're passing the ball pretty well. Stafford, you know, looks sharp at that point. He was actually fitting the ball in a couple type windows here and there. Wide receivers were getting open. The running game had really started to um, come alive with Zach Zenner at the helm. And the offensive line was blocking pretty well. There was a couple times where uh, the Packers did get some pressure on Stafford. But he was able to either step out of the pocket, you know, get up, throw the ball away. He wasn't having to do anything spectacular to uh, make plays happen. So after half, uh, the uh, Lions kick off. 
and uh, once again, like I said, the Lions defense showed up early in the second half. Um, Kaiser was sacked, and they were forced to punt on a th- you know after a third down, you know third down sack. Once again, the Lions were getting really good pressure this game on Kaiser. Um, it's always nice to do that to a young quarterback, make him try to see the field, you know, change up stuff on the defense, give him different looks. Even though the Lions were up 21 nothing, they were still being aggressive on defense. Uh, we've all seen the Lions, it seemed like they stubbed their toe before, let teams get back into it, and then something happened. But that didn't happen here. The Lions defense kept the pressure on there as um, as much as possible and make the Kaiser uncom- um, uncomfortable in the pocket. After that, it was pretty much a slow offense, you know, um, for, for the Lions. They got real conservative. Once again, didn't want to lose the game. Um... They once again they just tried to milk the clock as much as you know in the third quarter. Twenty one points is a lot to come come back from, and um, but the one thing they did have really nice late in the third quarter with about uh, four and a half minutes left, um, they had this really nice screen pass to Zach Zenner, and then it was one of those things where Zenner was able to sneak out and he had blocking in front. I mean, that's the biggest thing. We've seen Lions try to run screen plays before, and it seems like somebody misses a block or it's ill-timed or it's too high of a pass or, you know, thrown at the running back's feet where it's dropped, and then everything kind of breaks down from that. But this was well set up, well-timed. Zenner was able to uh, gain like 12, 15 yards on the screen pass, um, and it uh, pretty much had started a drive that uh, got him downfield. And then um, right before the end of the quarter, about three minutes left, uh, Prater came in and kicked a field goal, making the score 24 to nothing. So that's pretty, that was the only scoring there in the third quarter, but the Lions defense really showed up in that quarter, not letting the Packers back into the game at all, which is which is huge. And at this point, I believe the Packers are just watching the clock, thinking about, uh, hey, how quick can I get my locker cleaned out? Do I have to come back Monday for exit interview? Things like that. So the nice thing, is that the Lions defense was really starting to focus on getting the shutout on this. It's always nice to have a shutout, even in a meaningless game like this. And then uh, it just gives your team confidence going into next year. Once again, it uh, leads to the momentum that we speak of. You know, it kind of shows the guys that want to be there, want to play hard, continue to play hard, be on the team next year. Um, Diggs had a good game. Slay had a good game. I mean, those were the Lions pro bowlers, but they really showed up in this game as well. I think Tracy Walker, I saw him out there making plays as well. Um, defensive line-wise, Snacks was out there still playing hard. He's been he's been in the game a long time, but still he was out there really playing hard for the, you know, for the team. Ashawn played well as well. Um, re- really, really happy with the defense, you know, that uh, they showed up and really continue to poo- really continue to uh, really grow under under Matt Pat from a season that was really a disappointment, thinking where they could have been. They really, really stepped up in this game to preserve a shutout going into the fourth quarter against the Packers. Um, Then early on the fourth quarter, uh, one of the plays that we always talk about, Jared Davis, it's nice that he hustles, but he he has a late hit out of bounds on Kaiser. And this one's way out of bounds. This one's not even on the white on the sideline where um, that's like that coach's box where the coaches can stand. I mean, this is where the players are supposed to be standing and Jared Davis hits him. So it's one of those plays, it's just like in a game that, you know, was closer, maybe more meaningful, plays like that can really hurt you. It's one of those things where you just really got to, Got to be smart about that, especially on quarterbacks. I'm sure Jared Davis knows this, but this wasn't even close. It wasn't like he was just running out of bounds, he got a hit. This was way out of bounds, and he got hit. And um, that's really the downside that I've um, that I've really uh, really seen in the fourth quarter on the Lions' defense. Pretty much the same drive right there. Um, 
the Packers had a third and five. And at this point, they're just pretty much going for it, just trying to get back in the game. And then uh, Kaiser sacked. I'm thinking at this point, okay, they're just going to punt it away, do what they need to do. But no, instead it's a fourth and nine, and uh, Kaiser shows why he's in the NFL. Um, besides his arm, he can scramble a little bit too. And uh, there was a big open running lane up the middle because everybody had ran off, and lines were man-to-man at this point. So Kaiser scrambles and just is able to run for probably about 15 yards for a first down, continuing the drive. Then uh, they keep going with it, and then there's... um. Same uh, same drive. The Packers are moving down. They're in. They're um, inside the red zone, and it's a fourth and three. You know, that they need um, points. They um, try. Um, they uh, pick on uh, Darius Slay. Darius Slay makes a nice play and breaks up the pass. Um, once again, he does his patented finger wave, which I always like. Slay's my boy. I've always liked him. Uh, I remember at training camp as a rookie, I was able to shake his hand, and I just told him, "Hey, you're going to be good." And all he said was, "Thanks." And uh, it's one of those guys, yes, Derek makes fun of me because I pat myself on the back when I get him right, and I got this one right. So uh, I'll, I'll tout that one you know, as, as much as possible. Uh, Lions get the ball back in late in the fourth, you know, midway through the fourth, and then uh, they start a drive. Once again, they, uh, they don't take the foot off the accelerator, which I'm always very happy about. Um, they could have just sat on it, but no, the offensive line was – pretty much doing what they wanted at this point. Stafford was getting no pressure on him. Uh, the uh, Packers defense, it seemed like even the young guys that, I don't know, you always hear the stories that are just putting on, they're just putting film out there for other teams to see, show the coaches who want to be here next year. But um, it's one of those things where Packers know they're obviously going to have a whole new coaching staff. So you can just tell they just want the game over with. They didn't want to be there anymore. And um, it's one of those things where the Lions just took advantage of it. You know, they ran the ball very well. Um, late in the drive, uh, Stafford was able to find T.J. Jones again with a little under seven minutes left in the game. T.J. Jones' second game touchdown of the game. As for you, Derek, that's your boy. He should come back next year, should be a starter. You know, uh, in the slot, the guy can do a lot of things. He's good. He could be the starting punt returner. As for you, Derek, I know you're going to like to hear that. So, of uh, 31 nothing, Lions all at this point right now, they're just thinking it's just preserve the shutout. And... Uh, you know, obviously uh, about uh, six and a half minutes left in the game, and uh, nothing's really happened at this point. Packers can't get anything going. Lions offense is just sitting on the ball right now, doing what they need to do not to uh, turn the ball over. Um, late in the game, Packers have the ball. It's third and four, and um, pressure on Kaiser. He just rolls out, and I don't know what this pass was. He just threw the ball up in the air. This was one of those things, I don't know, It's just, you could probably throw it out of bounds. He was obviously... Some people saying he was just trying to make a play, but I don't even know about that. That thing, he looked, it was just like a hot potato to him. He just threw the ball up in the air. Uh, Diggs makes a nice uh, makes a nice play. He times the ball at the high point in front of the wide receiver, and um, I think it was um, was it the Valdez Schilling, that guy that was being found a bunch for Green Bay that game, but uh, he picks it off. That pretty much ends the game right there. Um, Lines have a few plays. Uh, they kneel on it. Game over. The Packers did have timeouts, but they knew they weren't gonna they weren't gonna waste them, which was a good thing. That was just one of those things, like just let the clock run out, and we'll go on from there. But uh, this is one of those things where the Lions really showed me a lot more. The coaching staff was able to get the team motivated a lot more than uh, what I thought they would be. Once again, like I said before, it was just a disappointing season, based on where a lot of Lions fans, a lot of Lions players thought they could be. Um, 
the offense once uh, had to find its footing a little more. Once again, once they traded Tate away, I know Derek was happy about that. It was still annoyed me at the time because the Lions were still mathematically not eliminated. And I know Derek was pretty uh, pretty happy with the trade, but they had to do some reworking in the offense. They had some injuries. Uh, on Johnson went out. Uh, that, uh, Marvin Jones went out. Kenny Galladay effectively became their only offensive weapon that they had, and uh, he was still able to get open. I mean, he wasn't used a whole lot in this game, but he was still able to get open and make a lot, make a lot of contributions in a lot of games. But um, as for this game, I mean, some of the young blood out there that really was um, showing how they really wanted to be on the team, you know, coming back next year with this coaching staff. I mentioned Powell. Powell, you know, obviously young, had a you know young career day, you know, having six catches for 103 yards. I mean, this guy just seemed to be always open. And that's just one of those things, like we said, he could be, uh, if the Lions don't want to draft a wide receiver or try to sign a slot guy, I know me and Derek talked about that, we could use this guy in the slot. He's quick, he's shifty, he has speed. You know, six six catches, 103 yards. Those are really, really good stats. Uh, Zach Zenner, uh, 21 carries, 93 yards on a, the 13-yard touchdown. Um, 93 yards, 21 carries. I was so I was I was I was a, I was a little miffed with Detroit, to be honest with you. When he, he in late in the fourth quarter, he had 93 yards. They just showed the stat and they pulled him to put Legarrette Blunt in. And I thought that was just strictly right there, like, okay, it's near the end of the game. We got to give you know Blunt his carries. We signed this guy to one-year contract. You know, he's the he's the veteran. He's been around for a while. Let's show him some, show him some respect and put him in late in the game. But that's one of those things. Like Zach Center's running hard. I don't know if anybody's I don't know if anybody's told him told him he's close to 100 yards or not. But they pulled him to put Legarrette Blunt in. And I know when I first mentioned that before, Derek was just kind of he was kind of like miffed at me about it. And I'm just like, still though, I mean. Yeah, give the guy his due. He's the one, you know, making the hay all day, and you're going to put Legarrette Blunt in just like, you know, just as a feel-good story because the guy was a, you know, returning veteran that you guys signed for one year, and you know, so you had to like, you know, get him on the field to end the game as the last game of the season. Blunt really didn't do anything all year that was spectacular in my eyes. That uh, thought, okay, let's do this for this guy. You're going to let him walk next year. I don't think they're going to bring him back. So who cares? I mean, you know, Matt Pat, I realize you coached him or he was on the team when you coached in New England, but still, I thought Zach Zenner should have been able to run that game out and at least try to get the uh, century mark as a running back. Um, Andy Jones, he had showed up a few games um, late in the year. This game itself, he had six six catches for 50 yards. Uh, pretty decent for a young guy. Um, he did have a couple drops. He would have had, probably had probably close to um, 65, 70 yards if he, if he wouldn't have had those drops, but still. Those are pretty decent uh, numbers for Andy Jones. And then um, because I have the space to myself, I'm going to bring up Levine Toilolo, his four catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I, I, I looked at his overall stats over the year in uh, 43 yards. He only finished barely over 200 yards receiving. So, so uh, that's one of those things like, uh, I, I, of course, the Lions can do better at tight end. I mean, most of you guys know I'm being facetious when I, how much I tout Levine Toilolo. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be the game-breaker that the Lions need, but uh, they do need to improve at the tight end. But uh, Toilolo could be a nice little piece. I just wouldn't uh, depend on him for the year. Um, like I said, this game could really do some springboarding for the Lions into next year and what they're looking at. I know there seems to be like a little bit of a groundswell about you know moving on from Stafford, and me and Derek talk about it, how... 
you know, it wouldn't be wise for award the salary cap at this point, either to cut him or trade him. That would just be a huge hit. I mean, you could do it, but then you're pretty much hamstringing yourself for the next few years that where you're pretty much being uncompetitive because you wouldn't be able to sign a decent quarterback. And um, I personally feel this year the quarterbacks in the draft, uh, they're not that great. Um, so none of them, I, I don't think any of these quarterbacks in this year's draft are going to turn into your Peyton Mannings or Joe Montana's, you know, you know, your Brett Favre's, anything like that. You know, I just think they're a bunch of average guys. I know a lot of people are like, hey, try to get Kyler Murray. We'll talk about him later when we're talking about draft stuff, and I can let you know how I feel about him. But uh, right now, um, Stafford's our guy. we got to support him. I, You know, I think he can have a bounce back here next year. This year, um, he he had, uh, was it, um, he was 367 for 555, uh, threw uh, close to 3,800 yards and uh, 21 touchdowns and uh, 11 picks. So he's pretty much 2-1 to one, uh, touchdown to uh, interception ratio. Just there was points where, he just looked uncomfortable during the year. Uh, I don't know if, like we said, if he was a little shell-shocked or he just didn't want to get hit anymore, but uh, there was just points he just seemed to be off. And I don't know if that was due to Golden Tate being traded, um, Marvin Jones, you know, being hurt later in the year. He just, you know, he just didn't seem like himself. He wasn't that gunslinger that he had been in the past. Um, did a lot of check-down Charlies as well. As for uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny uh, Galladay, he finished the year with uh, 70 catches for 1,063 yards and 5 TDs. Now, the 5 TDs, I, I saw that number. I was like, wow, it seemed like he had a few more than that. But uh, 1,000 yards out of Kenny, um, I myself believe. I, I, I don't know if he's upper-tier wide receiver, you know, like top line. You know, I know Derek's a huge fan of um, you know Beckham. Um and Odell Beckham, me, myself, I, I, I think he's overrated. But um, I don't know if he's in that top tier. Antonio Brown, you know, uh, you know, Julio Jones, A.J. Green. I, I don't know if he's in that tier yet, but he might be on the step right below it, making his way up to top tier. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I, you know, I give Derek props. He's been on him since they, you know, since he first, you know, saw him. You know, rewatching the games, thinking the guy could really be something, um, be special for this team. I'm one always a little more cautious, especially with wide receivers. I like to give him a little bit of time before this. But um, uh, Kenny Galladay really, really impressed me this year with what he did, especially with some more of the coverage being you know flipped over to him after the trade of Tate and the uh, injury to uh, Marvin Jones. So um, I think the Lions do have some pieces going into next year. I mean, starting out with a Kenny uh, Galladay, uh, having um, Kerryon Johnson in the backfield is, is big as well. Um, they're just going to have to support Stafford, and I think they just need to get some pieces, a few more pieces on defense right there. Having snacks to anchor the defensive line. Um, Jared Davis, either you know, there's a groundswell to like draft another linebacker and move him to the outside or something, but. The guy's pass coverage has to get better. Him reading, you know, angles for tackles has to get better. Um, I believe he does do pretty good at blitzing, blitzing packages and reading the quarterback and knowing when to leave his position to put pressure on the quarterback when the quarterback starts to roll out. So he just needs to improve a little more. Kennard had a good year, better year than what I thought he would, than than he and for the Lions than he than I thought he would. Uh, pleasant surprise signing there. Well, well worth the money that the Lions gave him. On the back half, um, Slay on one side. Um, once again, high-risk, high-reward guy, but he seems to be a lot more reward than risk right now. Lines need a cor- another cornerback, but I know we're just uh, 
preaching preach the choir right here. Everybody knows that. But Diggs, uh, Diggs uh, showing something, showing, showing, showing something back there. Being a Pro Bowler this year, you know, busted his hand one game. Still was out there playing with a broken hand. Um, big props to Diggs. You know, like that guy. Liked it when they drafted him, but he, um, you know, didn't just pigeonhole him as a, as a uh, nickel corner. You know, moved around, put him back at safety. You know, this guy, this guy's got some talent right there. So pretty happy with that as well. So um, just to recover the game here, the Lions went into Green Bay, um, pretty much imposed their will. Probably about uh, midway through the first quarter, they really, really came alive. Offensive line started to block better. The running game started um, to really pick up. Stafford was finding some open wide receivers. Um, you know, uh, they had the fake field goal for a touchdown to Toy Lolo. And then late in the quarter with uh, Zenner's uh, 13-yard touchdown run, pretty much broke the will of the Packers. You know, they didn't feel like coming out for the second half. Uh, seems like there was a lot of guys on this team. I saw, remember one point in the game, the, the uh, Lions, the Lions, I saw, yeah, I remember the play. Yeah, the Lions did fall start, but uh, Clay Matthews came across the line of scrimmage, you know, was pointing at the wide receiver, and they called encroachment on Clay Matthews, and he was pretty mad about it. Hey, I'm glad something gets called on Clay Matthews. I think this guy, I mean, it was like, oh, you know, he's a clean player. No, I think Clay Matthews gets away with a little more because he plays with Green Bay. Once again, you guys have heard my tirade, Green Bay's favorite team. So they let him do a little more. So uh, having Clay Matthews get a penalty called on him in his home stadium, I was pretty happy with that as well. It made me smile a little bit. But at that point, the Lions just pretty much kept the pressure on. Um, Kaiser was uncomfortable as coming in for Aaron Rodgers. He, you know, didn't look comfortable. He's missing guys, you know, you know, wide, wide, short. He wasn't that good. He did have a couple scrambling plays where he's able to run for a first down. But uh, other than that, the Lions kept him in the pocket, kept pressure on him. He did have a pick, you know, thrown to Diggs late in the game. TJ Jones, two touchdowns. That's a point out for you, Derek, right there. Make sure you hit the bell on that because I know how much you like TJ Jones. So, uh, Lions win this one going away, going uh, 31 nothing. You know, ending a uh, season a little disappointing that they weren't going to the playoffs, but still, big, big, big W up in Green Bay. Beat them four times in a row, and that hasn't happened since the early 80s. So, I don't know how many of you guys out there on the, you know, listen, Detroit Kool-Aid, remember that? I do. So, uh, anytime the Lions can beat division rivals, I'm happy with it no matter what. So, um, once again, I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, once again, drink it in. Have the cornbread. Once again, uh, please subscribe. Listen to us. Uh, we're on a number of platforms. I know Derek has now has us uh, looked up to uh, YouTube, so you can listen to us there as well. So, uh, drink it in, guys. And now uh, me and Derek will be coming to you next week with a couple more shows. Everybody, out. Drink it in, man.